Welcome to Seize the K. I'm your host, Kay Rodriguez, and I'm here to help you with your next creative venture. Whether it's building a business or creating a new stream of income, I'm here to give you practical tips while we keep Jesus at the center of it all. So let's carpe diem and get into this episode. Welcome to episode two. Welcome to Seize the K. I'm very excited about this episode because I feel like we don't talk about this part enough to me when it comes to entrepreneurship, starting a venture, and really having biblical tools to overcoming, honestly, fear and the fear of starting. And I talked about this in my last episode, and there's going to be a lot of good stuff over there that's going to help you really just get started. So if you have not listened to that episode, that's okay. Let's listen to this one first, actually, and then you can go back. If you listen to episode one and you're like, girl, I still cannot start. I have all these issues. I have all these concerns. I'm not going to get into every single fear there is, right? There are so many. There's the fear of how is this going to impact my day-to-day life? There's the fear of provision. I'm not getting into every fear ever because there's a lot of them, but there are five that I think umbrella cover most of the fears that you have with starting and just honestly, just really being obedient to what the Lord tells you to do. And I have to be honest, like starting something can be absolutely terrifying. It's a new territory. You're like, what are people going to think? Am I even good enough to do this? Imposter syndrome is real. There's just all these things when it comes to starting that it's like, how am I just going to get past the fear? And I'm hoping that I can give you some biblical tools in scripture and hopefully some practical ones too that are going to help you to defeat these five different fears. So let's get started. We have the first fear, which is rejection. And I'm probably going to spend the most time on this fear because, man, you just think, what if I put myself out there and nobody buys my stuff, nobody wants to use my services, my friends and family don't support me? Like, what if I only get one like on a post, like every time I post for a year and nobody's seeing it? Listen, let's just start off with if you know your identity, you are not going to have a fear of rejection because you know that you are already accepted by Christ. So we're going to start first and foremost in Isaiah chapter 49, 15. Isaiah 49, 15 says, can a woman forget her nursing child that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. So I just want you to know first and foremost that if you feel like your support group forgets you, which there's a very high chance that that is going to happen. It's happened to me. It's happened to most entrepreneurs that I know. You're like hoping your friends and family will kind of show up and champion for you. And at the beginning, they will a little bit and then they just start to fall off and fall off. And there are reasons for that. And we'll get into that another day. I want you to know that the Lord will never forget you. Clients that you thought you had a good relationship with that just forget about you and use someone else. Like the Lord has not forgotten you. And especially if you are being obedient to what he has called you to do, you're going to prosper. There may be times when you're wondering if you will, but if you are being obedient to what the Lord has, you will prosper. Now, prosperity doesn't necessarily just mean money, but if you are doing what the Lord is telling you to do, He is going to make a way for you. So I want to do that first and foremost. Let's talk about identity 
as well because man when it comes to rejection child it's giving childhood trauma and a lot of it probably is so maybe you were rejected by your peers or your parents or whoever and as an adult you just really struggled with how am I going to deal with just people not supporting me really and we're going to get into a couple scriptures on that we're going to be in first and second corinthians and we're going to actually start in second corinthians 5 17 and this is what it says therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come if you are starting a new venture and you're just scared that maybe you did something before and it it's failed. Maybe people your whole life or your whole childhood saw you as a failure. You weren't really good in school. Maybe you just didn't live up to people's expectations and now you're trying to do this new venture. You kind of have a fear that they're not going to accept that you're trying to do something new. Maybe you're trying to do something better for yourself or your family, whatever the case may be. I want you to know that you are a new creature in Christ and that the Lord, not only is he doing a new thing with you, but he's just doing a new thing. That can be really scary because the people around us may not get it. Even Jesus's hometown, he went to his hometown and they were like, Jesus of Nazareth? Okay. Like they didn't even accept him there. The Bible says that a prophet isn't even accepted in his own home, right? So it's okay if your people do not get it. And let me tell you something. Here's the practical tool. If you're afraid of the fear of rejection from friends and family or people close to you, it is thousand percent okay for you to not follow them and for you to not have them try to support you like if it does not feel like they're gonna do what you need them to do that's okay feel free to march to your own beat and find your tribe and find your target audience i see people on instagram do it all the time and i think it's actually a wonderful method because we're so afraid of being cringe y'all know it people aren't really always super supportive of like people starting their own ventures until they see the proof in the pudding it's okay for you to find random strangers who will support you. It just is what it is. Think about how many celebrities we support more than we support our friends and family. But part of it is because we're not their target audience. And again, that's another conversation for another day. I want to read one more scripture in 1 Corinthians that's really going to give you context because the other part of doing something like this is that most likely the Lord has put it on your heart to go in this direction. He is stirring up something inside you, whether you think it's God or not. It's probably stirring up something inside of you for you to do. In 1 Corinthians 3, 8 and 9 says, He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. And the biggest part of this is that we are building the kingdom of God when we do what he's telling us to do. We are really investing in people. We're investing in others. We are laborers with God. When you know to whom you belong and what you're doing in the bigger picture, you really won't have that much fear of rejection because the truth of the matter is whether you reach one person or a million people, that is the assignment that the Lord has for you. Those scriptures, that's Isaiah 49, 15, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and 1 Corinthians 3, 8, and 9. I really want you to keep those in your back pocket. And if you are still struggling with identity, you're like, man, I don't really know if God loves me. I don't know who I am, what he wants me to do. There is so much scripture that you can find that's really going to help you dig into your identity. And also another practical tip, it's a little funny because I think about how many coaches and therapists I've talked to and I'm like, listen, 
If you need to go to therapy, I know we all say it. I know we talk about it a lot. And people are like, I'm so tired of people telling me to go to therapy. But if you want to talk about being challenged on your identity and knowing who you are, having a side hustle, side venture, create whatever you want to call it, starting a business, it will challenge you. It will challenge who you think you are. It will challenge your relationships. It will challenge your friendships. It will challenge you financially. Listen. If you need to speak to a professional or to a coach or to a spiritual mentor or to whoever, I highly recommend it. This will also help you with rejection and just mitigating those feelings because the feeling is normal, right? But we don't want it to stop us from doing what the Lord has called us to do and, you know, reaching new creative heights. Maybe you're listening to this the day I release it. Maybe you're listening to this and you're 10 years into your creative venture that one I feel like always comes up a little bit. So we want to definitely just keep reminding ourselves of who we belong to, who we are, and what we're here to do. All right, so let's move on to the second fear, which is the fear of comparison. And that goes a little bit with our last scripture, right? First Corinthians 3, 8, and 9. I'll read again. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive his wages according to his labor. You know, what if you want to be a photographer or you want to do crochet or graphic designer? You look out there and there are so many other people doing that too. And you're thinking, wow, I, I'm I'm not as good as they are. I'm, I don't have the tools that they have. I, ooh, you're just, you're getting into that. You're focusing on what you don't have, which I talked about in the last episode. You're focusing on who you're not. And we're not supposed to do that, biblically, baby. Let me show you what the Bible says about that. We're going to go to Galatians. Galatians chapter 6, 4 through 5, and here's what it says. It says, But let each one test his own work, and let his reason to boast will be in himself alone, and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. What that means is, are you focusing on what you need to do and doing your best? Because when we go talk to God, we can't be like, but Johnny, I don't know why I picked the name Johnny, but we can't say, oh, but Johnny like he did this and I felt like this like that's not gonna fly (laughs) when we made it to God he's gonna be like did you do what I asked you to do is either a yes or no question and so when we're comparing ourselves to others which man we're each fearfully and wonderfully made right I believe that's Psalm 139 we are fearfully and wonderfully made actually I got my Bible right in front of me let me just make sure I'm correct yeah Mm mm-hmm it is Psalm 139, 13, and it says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's um, actually verse 14, the beginning of verse 14. You are the only you that there is. There is no other you. I don't care if you're a twin, a triplet, any duplicate, a clone. <laughs> there is only one you. And the Lord made you that way. Even, okay, now I said a clone. And y'all are like, okay, but clone is like literally verbatim. But if you've seen any clone movies, <laughs> they wind up going rogue most of the time. So anyways, there's still even one you in that case. In all seriousness, like you are fo- like the Lord literally thought in his head, wow, I want to make her or him and I want their nose to look like this and I want them to have these personality traits like he picked that in you and I think when you think about that and when you think about the fact that you could be doing the exact same thing as somebody else but someone is only going to hear it from you they're only going to want it from you 
that's really powerful. So it doesn't really matter how good you are or what you have or what you don't. It really just matters that you're using the talents that you have. And that's one of my favorite parables is the parable of the talent. There were three servants. If I remember correctly, the dealings, I think one servant got five talents, the other servant got two talents, and one servant got one. And each one was given something different, but it was about how they used them. And that servant with one talent buried his where everyone else multiplied theirs. So I want you to just remember whatever you have, it is up to you to multiply. So it doesn't matter if you have quote unquote five talents, five turned his into 10. I think two turned his into four and one didn't turn it into anything. So whatever you have, do it unto the Lord. That's Colossians 3.23. We're supposed to work unto the Lord. I just really want to encourage you not to compare because there's no one, you don't have anyone to compare yourself to. You're the only you. So that's the only comparison that matters. Okay, let's move on to the third fear. And that is the fear of commitment. Millennials, raise your hands. Gen Z, Zillennials, everybody in between. Woo! Child, I don't know what happened to us. We do not like commitment. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like just like marital or relationship commitment. I'm just talking about to anything. We're like, how long do we need to do this for? What are the like, what are the details? All that stuff. And I think boundaries are really powerful. And I love that part. But I think there's a part of us that we're like, hmm. We don't really want to do what we don't want to do when we don't want to do it. Like, how much time do you need me for? You know, and I get it, to be honest, with the way that the world is now, like, let's just be real. The cost of living to wage gap is like insane for our generations. And I understand why we get to work, whether it's for ourselves or for others. And we're like, you're going to get what you're going to get. That's it. I'm not giving you anything more. Don't call me. (laughs) Don't text me. How often do I have to be here in the office? And I know those are like little examples that don't feel like they quite match. But again, just like we talked about in Colossians 3 and 23, we're supposed to do all things unto the Lord. That doesn't mean going over your boundaries. That doesn't mean killing yourself. That's not what it means. And we'll get to that actually in a moment. I know that we get scared because we're like, well, how long am I going to have to do this for? But man, when you're doing it with God, not only is it going to be exciting because (laughs) it really is a wild ride out here, not only is it going to be exciting, but also he's going to be with you through it. Like you're not going to be alone, even if you feel like it, like the Lord is with you, walking through you all the time. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. So let's look at Proverbs 16.3, okay, and see what it says about the fear of commitment, baby. It says, Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. And I know that's such a big part of it, right? That commitment is like, what if the plans fall through? What if it doesn't go according to plan? I know we feel that way about our relationships and about marriage. We've just seen so much failure in that area that we're like, man, like, why why would I commit to that? It doesn't even look like it's going to go well. Why would I commit to doing a business? So many businesses fail in the first few years. Why would I do a side venture? I probably won't even make that much money. I'm like, listen, it says in the word that your plans will be established if you commit your work to the Lord. But here's the thing, right? So we're like, okay, we're going to commit to the Lord. And then we do too much too fast. So we wind up overcommitting, burning ourselves out. And rather than taking micro steps, We go really hard, really fast, and that's too much. And there's scripture on that. So we're going back to Psalms. It's Psalms 127 and 2. And let me tell you guys, spoken word artist, 
JMA said this in a group that we were in and revealed this scripture. It really changed the game for me back in 2020. And the scripture says this, It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved sleep. And you have your own side hustle and you're working a job and you're doing multiple things at a time. It is incredibly hard (laughs) to not wake up at the crack of dawn and go to bed in the middle of the night. And I know we have to take care of our families. And I do think that there are seasons for that, but it's the heart of the matter, right? Like you waking up early and going to bed late and being anxious, like that is not the Lord's best for you. The Lord's best is for you to rest and to sleep and to do things at his pace. So make sure that you're doing things at his pace, which is going to help you keep your commitment. You doing something practical, man, if that's posting on Instagram one post a month because that's how you can be committed, do one post a month and that will build and it will compound on itself as you continue to be more and more committed. So I don't want you guys to be afraid of being committed to this. Okay. If you're like, girl, you told me in the last episode to make my Instagram account and I didn't do it, do it. Just make the account. And if you're like, girl, I already made the account. I'm like, great, go ahead and post. And if you're like, girl, I made the account and I've been posting. I was like, okay, well, when was your last post? Have you asked people to check out your website? Have you asked people to ask their friends for anything? Have you given out something for free to like pull people in? Which we're going to put a pin in that. I do believe there are really strong boundaries about when and how you do things for free. We'll come back to that later. Just want to keep challenging you to take another small step and another small step and and another small step. And you'll be surprised at how committed you are when you are just keeping it really simple. All right, let's get into the fourth fear. You all knew this fear was coming. This is the fear of failure. Listen, we're just going to jump right into this, okay? This is also in Psalms. I love me some Psalms. If you have not read the book of Psalms, I highly recommend. I know there's 150 chapters. It is so good. (laughs) If you're a big feeler, man, you need to be in Psalms. You've heard this scripture before and The short version of it is God is within her. She will not fail. But I really want to read it to you in this version, which, by the way, I've been reading from the ESV. And it says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. Now, this is specifically talking about Israel, but I think this is a wonderful scripture to just apply to even our own lives here. When the Lord is with you, you cannot fail. The Lord was with Israel and Israel would not be moved. So the Lord is with you. If he said he would never leave you or forsake you, if you are holding fast to him, he is with you and you will not fail. You will not be moved. I know it's hard when we think about the average of which businesses fail in the first couple of years when we think about how much stuff there is to do for a business. Like there is so much to do and it can be extremely overwhelming. I felt so overwhelmed last week. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do. (laughs) Like I just feel so overwhelmed. But the Lord is with you. And just like we talked about in that last point is keeping a steady pace, right? So that we don't get overwhelmed and we're not scared to fail. The other part of that is let's make sure we're accepting help when we need it, that we realize help when we need it. That's another podcast for another day. And we're not procrastinating. Sometimes we spend so much time thinking about it that in the time that we thought about it, we could have just gotten it done. And we really overcomplicated it and we overthought it. And I have done that countless times. The amount of mental space that a task has taken up 
when I literally could have just done it is insanity. That's another podcast episode for another day, how we can stop procrastinating. But for now, making sure that we're doing our best to not do that. So that way, like things don't fall through the cracks and then we can't say it didn't work, right? All right, here's the other side of the fear of failure. And that's our last fear, which is the fear of success. And shout out to Olivia Boardley. First of all, Olive Branch Management is very clutch. I was kind of talking to her about this and she brought up the fear of success. And I think that is such a good point. Like our biggest fear is not that we are inadequate, is that we are powerful beyond measure. What if it goes right? What if my post goes viral and I get 500 orders and I can't handle it? Or what if people expect me to be a certain person? What if I have more than I can manage? Which is very likely because if you're a tither, it says that as long as you're tithing, you're bringing it into the Lord's house, he's going to open up the windows of heaven so that you won't have room enough to receive. So I'm not going to lie to you. The truth is that you are probably doomed to succeed. <laughs> and doomed may not be the right word. Maybe destined is better. You're destined to succeed. Let's read about it in Psalm or back in Psalm. Psalm chapter one, verse three. This is actually really great. You should definitely read Psalm chapter one, verses one and verses two for more context. But let me just give you some context. So he's like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaves do not wither and all that he does, he prospers. And for context in verse two, this man delights in the law of the Lord and he meditates on his word and on his law day and night. If you are focused on the Lord, if you're meditating on his word, if you're delighting in him, if you're being obedient, which is actually in Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah 119 that says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Let's put a pin in that because I want to read the next scripture and I want to talk to you guys a little bit more because the fear of success kind of goes back to our first point on rejection. Let's read Proverbs 22 and 29 first. And it says, do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. When you're skillful in your work, when you do things with excellence, when you are diligent, okay, the Lord is going to bless you and he's going to elevate you and put you before. In the Bible, it says kings, but that can mean so many things in our world. And it doesn't necessarily have to be literal kings or presidents or, you know, people of the highest of the high statures, but they can be people who are of high stature to us and in our communities. Our gifts make room for us there, especially if we're using them for his kingdom. So you're saying, who am I to talk to these people of high stature? Like, I'm just a lowly business owner. I'm just a lowly insert whatever you do here. But listen, you're you're not. There is one thing to be humble because you're giving glory to God through your work, but it's another thing to minimize ourselves, which is self-worship and it's not worshiping God and focusing on God. It's focusing on ourselves and again, what we lack. And so this is where I really want you to go back to number one. I told you this rejection one because it's really about identity. I want you to go back to identity and really make sure you know whom you belong to, who you are, and what you are here to do. Because if you know it's truly about the success of the kingdom, then you you're not really going to be afraid of it. It will be a reflection of you as the vessel, but it's a reflection of God through you. And that's really what we want to focus on, right? And the biggest takeaway from this episode that I want you guys to have is, and this might be the wrong word, but you should be more afraid of not doing it 
slash not doing what the Lord told you to do slash not being obedient, basically, than of rejection, than of comparison, than of commitment, than of failure, than of even success. And if any of those things you're more afraid of, let's remember what Second Timothy says that Lord does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And that's the end scripture that I want to leave you with today. You have power. You're given a spirit of power. You're given a spirit of love that casts out perfect fear, right? Just like it says in First John. And you're given a sound mind. And so if you are feeling really anxious, if you're feeling like just overcome by fear, I want you to just let the words of scripture, all these scriptures that we have gone over today, just wash over you. And I want you to like drown yourself in it, like find songs that combat your fear. I want you to wake up every morning and read scripture. Like you literally have to combat the spirit of fear with the word of God. That's it. I mean, that's really all it is. You guys are like, how do I get over it? I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) And I'm only laughing because he like that really, that's the tea. That is the tea. You have your practical homework with your scriptural homework, right? Making sure you know who to call on for help, making sure we're not procrastinating. You might need to go find a therapist. I'm I'm being really serious. Having this venture can sometimes call for really deep work. And it may call for deep work at times when you're not expecting it. Like I've known people who were really successful and then they hit a rut. And then I'm like, yeah, right there. Right there is where you need to get to some therapy, right? It's all right. Time to crack open those Bibles. Time to get in prayer. I'm so excited for the next episode and I cannot wait to see you guys. I would tell you what I'm drinking, but I don't have anything here with me right now. And to be honest, if I did have something with me, it would be water. Gorgeous, gorgeous people need to drink water all of the time. And shout out to my friend Rebecca, who would literally, <laughs> she literally will text me and be like, bet you didn't drink water today or have you drink water today? And I'm like, a little. So I'm going to go do that now. Make sure you guys are staying in scripture and staying prayed up. And I can't wait till the next episode. I'll see you soon. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to Seize the K. I want to connect with you outside of this podcast. In the description, you'll see all the ways that we can connect and keep the conversation going. If you liked it, please subscribe. And if you loved it, I would be honored to receive a five-star review from you as well as more information on how this podcast is helping you to carpe diem. Until next time, cheers. Make sure you're seizing the K. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to Seize the K. I want to connect with you outside of this podcast. In the description, you'll see all the ways that we can connect and keep the conversation going. If you liked it, please subscribe. Until next time, cheers.